This is your very own survivor speaking to you, the surviving. I want to welcome you back to the Survival Toolbox Podcast. This is Elder Richard Pittman Jr. Listen and listen well. God has something special for you. God has great plans for you. And in all that we do in our day-to-day lives, God means that we would win every day of every moment of every year that we walk, that we talk, that we plan, that we move, that we go out into the world and be the light that we know that this dark and dimming world needs. You know, today, I just want to speak from the the heart um, just to get some things out into the air and speak on just a little bit of what the Lord has given me over the years with my walk and uh, truly not, not have too long of a podcast for this particular episode, but just to give some encouragement. Um, my ministry began whether I whether I noticed it or not. Now I would say I didn't notice it, but my my ministry began in August of 2013. Um, that's when I could not find the finance or I did find the finance and then, um, something funny happened with the financing of me staying at the college. I was planning on graduating from my plan, which was, uh, Morales college in Atlanta, Georgia. I couldn't find the funding to stay and Many, many, many tears were shed when I found out the news. And even then, I knew God was real. I grew up in the church, so I I believe that I was privileged enough to have a family that believed in going to church. As an adult, I see that that is a privilege because that gives me an extra advantage on top of having a stable home of a mother and a father. I've had advantages in my life. On top of that, my father being a pastor, I have an extra advantage. So the the, the wisdom and the knowledge that I got about life uh, were very much so biblical. And as a man, they helped me get through my day to day dealings. But my ministry began before, and and understand me when I say this, before I recognized and repented of my sins. And I'd say it started at that time because I had people that were watching me. I ended up staying with my friend group. Beloved friends, I love those guys to death. But 
But in a time and season where my life was falling apart, they were witnessing the evolution of me. They got to witness a very raw version of me, the depleted me, the disappointed me. And the great thing is, is that they saw me in a place where I was partying, having fun, doing what I wanted to do on campus and off campus, living the lifestyle that I believed was fun. And then they they were able to witness the change up. My commitment to being saved. And this is what people don't realize when you repent. When you repent, the urges don't go away. The, the temptation doesn't just fly into another realm or an, an, another place. And, oh, well, you repent, that's it. Well, it's good knowing you. They stayed. So what they also got to witness were mistakes. They got to witness some downfalls. They got to see me toil. Because I don't care what anybody has to say about their salvation. It's a fight for understanding and it's a fight to stay right. To stay on the path. The Bible calls it a narrow path. Broad is the way to destruction. Narrow is the path to salvation. We have to be more vigilant. And making it known that this walk is not meant for you to be perfect. And that is that is my ministerial goal, because I believe people think that salvation is some gold star that marks you as perfect. And the Bible tells us that we need to perfect and we need to work on our very own soul salvation with fear and trembling with the direction and help through the Holy Spirit. And see, that's where I struggled because I, I grew up thinking that if you said, Lord, I want to change, and then you went back and you did something wrong, you had to go back through that process all over again, and you're not saved anymore, and you're going to hell, and it, it made Christianity hard for me. It really did. Christianity wasn't anything I really was interested in because I'm like, I'm not perfect. So I don't I don't want to be a Christian. I don't I don't want to do this because I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. I can't serve this God that expects me to be perfect. I can't do it. And this is the reality for a lot of people that walk inside the church. If you listen back to what I just said. There were a lot of I statements 
I can't. I didn't. I wouldn't. I, I, I. I statements. And this shows the limited me, the very limited me. The Bible would describe all of us as a bubble on the water, ready to be burst. The Bible would also say that it's the Holy Spirit that comes into our lives and perfects us. Jesus said, I stand at the door and I knock. And he does knock. And he waits at the door. And if any man opened the door, he said, I will sup with him and he with me. What does that mean? That means that Jesus will come into your life. He will sup, which means he will have conversations with you. He will direct and guide you. He'll retrain your mind and retool your habits. And he'll, if you let him, now mind you, we have free will. And this is something almost like a paradox because we follow God. And so our life is not our own. However, we still have free will. Both things exist at the same time. We have free will. We can do what we want. However, we follow God. At any point in time, you can decide to say, I'm not following what God said. I'm going to do what I want. And guess what? Many people do it. And many people that do this are Christians. And no matter what stage you do that at, Everybody has to get past that learning curve to understand I shouldn't move without him. I have free will and I can do this and I can move. There's many things I want to do, but I don't because I need him. So let me get back to the my original point. My ministry began before I ever repented. So all these thoughts and all these things I had about Christianity and, and Jesus was cool and he was all right. And I love the moments in church where the spirit would fall and you can feel a tan something tangible like a peace come to you. And you just, you know, you praise, you worship. We go through those things through a service. But. And and, and, and really the most complex thing about the walk is when you have to leave the gathering. And not saying that you're alone because you may go home to your family, you may be around people, but in this walk, it is a walk that you walk alone. In the sense of you have to work on yourself. You have to be willing to listen. You have to be in a position for God to use you I'm married and I still have to have 
a mindset of I have to be open. I can't live my salvation through my wife. I can't live my salvation through mom and dad. And that's what I used to do. I can't live my salvation through those I look up to in the faith. I have to do it for myself. And praise be to God, I'm happy for that, that I can go into the temple. There was a time in the Old Testament in the Bible where you had to let the priest go in for you. But I can go in since the veil was rent and Jesus died on the cross and he died so that I may have a chance at life and that more abundantly. And through this blood sacrifice, I can receive that if I repent. But with that, I also can go before the throne of grace humbly, but boldly. I'm humble because I do not know what I'm doing. I'm sin filled. And without the Holy Spirit, I am on my best day. How Isaiah would say it as the filthiest rag that you wipe your backside with. That is on my absolute best day. I prayed, fasted, spoken tongues, prayed for people and did all the service I could for the widows, for the homeless, for the elderly, for the children and gave out all my money. Gave out all, I did everything. And, I'm, and guess what? On that day, I'm only as good as the rag that we toss in the trash. So because of that, I need God to work on me and work in me because by myself, I can't do this. But when he steps in and when he gets a hold of your will, because you have to give him like, Lord, I have things I want to do, but I trust that you know better than I do. I trust that you understand more than I do. And he does. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He's eternal and eternity has no time. Everything is now. That means he was with you when you were born. He was with you when you were 15. He was with you when you were 30, 60, 90, so on and so forth. He's with you right now as you listen to this. And he's with you in the future for all the dreams that you have. For the moment you buy that house. For the moment that you get married. For the moment you have that child. For the moment you get make that last payment on your debt. For the moment that you buy that shirt that you've always wanted. The moment that you travel to that country you've never been to. For the moment you get that job you've always prayed for. He's already in those moments with you. That's why he can be omnipresent. Because he lives in eternity. And I would imagine... Since he lives in eternity and there is no time that with us being in time, we have to trust that he knows what he's doing because he can see every part of the book, the beginning, the middle and the end. So what is the point of me? Bringing up ministry starting before I ever truly got saved and my friends seeing me go through this ebbs and flows and really, you know, spurts and waves of me being, you know, a rep a great representative of Christ and me having to go back to the let's just be nice about it, the auto body shop. So Jesus can do a little more work on me in direct eyesight of my friends. 
which now I'm I'm happy that they saw. Because for some people that well, that 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 that's fake. You know, you repented, but then you went back. No, I'm glad I I showed a reality that is true for many people, is that you get saved. And you still have to fight. And most, if not all of us, fall when we get saved. Because we all have our vices. And I'm just here to dispel the fact that you have to live up to some fake hype that God can't deliver you because you have these vices. God didn't ask you to come to him all buttoned up and together. God didn't actually come to him in a place where you did it on your own. God said, come unto me, all those who work, who are heavy laden, who are heavy burdened. And then he said, I will give you rest. He will give you his portion of rest. So that you can be whole. God doesn't. God takes the pieces of us and needs them and works them into what we need. But he doesn't want pieces. He wants us to be whole. He don't want to be pieces of ourselves. He wants to be our whole self. So he'll take the pieces for now, but he's going to put you together. It's okay for now because he's working on you, but he's going to put you together. And you have to allow that. Don't be afraid to be human. Because God loves you. God's mindset isn't our mindset. And the most disparaging thing that we can do is put our mindset on God's. We should never get the scripture mixed up that we are made in his likeness. Like the moment we make a mistake, he stops loving us. No, we're human. We do that. He's God. He doesn't do that. His love knows no bounds. His grace and his mercy knows no depth. We can't even, be, even begin to describe or explain how deeply he loves us. Even in a moment of fault that is fully our own, how much God loves you for who you are. Not what you're going to be, not what the plans are for you. In this very moment, even if you just made the mistake, even if you just did what was wrong, even if you just said, ah, oh, no, I didn't want to do that. Even if you just did it. If you just did it. He loves you. And if what you did doesn't sit right with you, that's his love for you. That's your conviction. Conviction is a good thing. Because that's God saying, no, no, that's not right. Come on home. Softly with words. And actions of love. God calls his sheep home. And so in this season of life. And while we are filling our toolbox with plenty of tools, let's also remember to be easy on our souls. 
to be diligent, to work. To work out our soul salvation. But don't get caught up in the ideology that somehow that your salvation isn't worth it because I made a mistake. It's not true. Your salvation is everything to God. Your faith in him is everything. So as you go on throughout your Friday, remember. Somebody's watching you. Whether you know it or not, and they need you to be strong. You already have the strength you need. Just continue walking and marching along. Let's take this journey together. Put this in your toolbox. Just the mindset of God loves me. That would put that in the toolbox. God loves me for me. Mistakes, flaws, and all. God loves me for me. Without me doing anything else, he loves me so much, so deeply, that when you mention my name, he smiles and says, that's my child. That's how much God loves you. Put that in your toolbox. Never forget that. Live every day with that mindset. And let's march on to see what the end is going to be. Once again, let's take this journey together. Be blessed.